love me, first love yourself. And God we trust, trust me, I don't trust myself. Your jewelry, I get it to no show. Welcome back to It Is What It Is. This episode is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. The app is an easy way to make some cash just by making picks on your favorite players. Underdog is available in more than 30 states, including California, Florida, Texas, and New York, just to name a few. Make sure to support the show by hitting the link in the bio and downloading the Underdog Fantasy app. They'll also match your first deposit up to $100, and you get a special pick when you sign up. I'm Treasure Wilson, a.k.a. Stat Baby, along with your hosts, Mace and Cam. How we doing? What's good, y'all? Killer, what's good? Shit, what's the word? How you doing? <laughs> you using all your Zoom days, huh? I still got about 16, 17 Zoom days left, man. But right. I'm in ju- Juicy Fest, man. <laughs> I got the calendar. I'm marking my days off the calendar. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I got 16 Zoom days left. Yeah, you saw they out there playing with me, right? What happened there? Man. No, I'm I wanna address it. I'm gonna wait. And... Why are you why are we always waiting <laughs> to address it? What happened though? What happened exactly? <laughs> Your boy chose to target me about the sets and the working out and all that. He called me a fake pastor and all that. I, I wanna address it. I wanna address it. Who who, who called you this? What's going on? I'm late to the party. You gotta, like, I don't want to say you his name. Say. I don't want to uh, say uh, his uh, name. When we was talking about the dips and the sets and all of that, and 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 Mike Epps. <laughs> oh, and Mike Epps. Yeah. So, well, oh, Shannon said something to you? <laughs> he called me a fake bastard. Somebody oh, sent it to me. I wanted to tell him, put the camera on me. I'm just going to go, you know, from the jump. Listen, listen, Shannon. I'm not the one to play with. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to take that road. I'm going to take a different road with you. Listen, let me start with respect and let me end with class, okay? You started out being very aggressive with John Morant Pops at a Laker game. If you are for black people, this is not the way to carry yourself. And and let me go further than that. You wanted to be tough with Mike Epps, and and you settled quicker than Diddy and Cassie. Listen, and thirdly, you call yourself coming at me, right? You want to be aggressive with me, right? Listen, you showed poise, respect, Wherewithal, resolve, compassion, reverence for Skip Bayless. Why are you so aggressive anytime somebody black say something? The man said, put your glasses on, and you put your glasses back on. Don't play with me. Put your glasses back on, Shannon. (laughs) I respect you. And I do not want to go there with you. I respect you. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) We might got to call up big homie Stephen A. Smith to resolve this, man. (laughs) Why? (laughs) No, because I I never, I met Shannon once. And I'm so, I'm just, because this is new to me. I'm just finding this out. You know, you always tell me right on the spot. Yeah, oh, it never, shit. Shit, it knock never, the phone over right here, man. Listen, listen. 
and and he made a he made a statement about me being a fake gangster. It didn't really cause rub me the wrong way because as a Disney client, gangster is not something to talk about. So let's just leave that out and stick Did with you. Your, a fake gangster? Yeah, he said I'm a a, a a pastor gangster or something like that. And I would tell him even for your spiritual comment that was ignorant because if you know anything about faith. All the people that were apostles and pastors, they died horrific deaths. They went to jail. They were hung upside down. So it's as gangster as you could be when it talks about doing for others and being tough. So I just, you just need to be educated, you know? Wow. Okay. I didn't know. I, I, I'm, I'm like still a little shocked behind this. I didn't know all this was going right. on. I'm, I, did, I had no idea, man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is it's kind of crazy. We'll yeah. see what this, that was. A, whatever's going on, uh, that's a great response. We'll yeah. see what happens from there. Yeah, I thought it so, was I thought it was very classless because if we're all joking, I looked at it like, you know, I was really giving some good advice, even though we joke. I'm giving good advice, like, hey, you're really diesel, and you don't really want to run up on people or tell people you're going to run down on them and because people don't know if you're serious or not and just run down don't go with disney you know it just don't go with disney pull up don't go with disney you know what i'm saying and you know i just want to be clear disney don't stand by nobody pulling up whether <laughs> it matter how you mean it you know and i want to be very respectful but listen because we both were laughing and i took it away because he singled me out. Like, you think Cam is tough and I'm not? <laughs> I'm really like that. <laughs> I'm really like that. <laughs> I just took a different path, sir. God bless. <laughs> hey, man, this is I got to let this sink in for a minute, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, no I you really met like me, you. killer. You met me on oh, it. Oh, no, no. Oh, listen, I, listen, it ain't murder for nothing. Yeah, they, I, I, I know they you know you. Now, I know you know you. I think, <laughs> I think, and I'm not talking about shit, and I think a lot of people, and when we don't, we're in an era where, and like I said, this, we'll, we'll get back to that. We're just in an era where nigga don't remember last night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Niggas don't remember last week, let alone yesterday. But uh murder was outside, man. <laughs> like early, ten years yeah, old, yeah, nine yeah. years old. I dig that, man. I, I'm just letting this soak in, man. I'm letting this sit in. I'm like, I I didn't I had no idea this was all going on until just now, man. This is kind of crazy. I didn't either until somebody called me and was like, Did you see this? And I was just like, because I got the utmost respect for for Shannon, so it really it really um caused pain me to to say that to him because but I just gotta set the record straight because people gotta know where to play and where not to play. I'm <laughs> really I'm 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 really you know there's people that care and there's people that can't tell you how much they don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't cancel me, you couldn't do nothing because. I really don't care. I left everything. So you 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 got no competition advantage with me. So don't compete. Then I don't mean that to him. I mean that to anybody. 
Like some people oh, oh. buttons you could push. I don't have those buttons because I don't care about the things people care about. Well, I will say is this is that even uh, the situation with Mike Epps mm -hmm. uh, that we was referring to, it was over a joke that Mike Epps said, but yeah. I guess it got a little more, a little more um, personal because it was something about the DMs and who DM to and who asked to come on the show and so on and so forth. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, a lot of these times is jokes. And I don't know, I'm not saying you because it wasn't to me when we was talking about it, it really wasn't dedicated towards Shannon Sharp personally. Mm -hmm. It was dedicated to anybody who's working out and wants to run down on people who's licensed. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it was dedicated to Shannon Sharp when we was talking about it. We was just making more light of the situation between him and Mike Epps. But that's just, I'm just saying when, it, and I'm not talking about Shannon Sharp, I'm just saying anybody, UFC fighters, boxers, uh, grapplers, no disrespect, Nick. Niggas ain't <laughs> wrestling with y'all niggas. <laughs> and, I, and I wanted them to know we don't advocate for violence or anything like that. We was just saying, like, you could be highly emotional and really get hurt. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, more so for me, I was giving advice on that, but doing it in a funny way. And I, I said it was a joke, so I don't see why somebody take it like that. But I'm off it. I said what I had to say. Yeah, I had no idea this was going on, man. Yeah, I'm very clear. So before we get into the topics, I know, and I know you said you said what you had to say. Is there anything that you want in return? Like, do you feel like you need an apology or you feel like it's whatever? Like, how do you, what solution no, for I, you? I, I, I know that, um, I know the people around him gave, you know, gave him good advice. You know, his sister said, you know, don't go that that route take the high road and i'm taking the high road as well by just addressing it and trying to be respectful because i mean i i watch shannon sharp watch the things he do on tv but i don't i don't tolerate i don't tolerate nonsense from nobody like me i'm like a really no nonsense person okay we'll see what happens next yeah, yeah. <laughs> What a way to start the show, y'all. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so let's Right. Let's go. Okay. So let's get into last Thursday. The Bucks lost to the Grizzlies. Well, well, hold on, hold on before we start yeah. real quick. I wanna mm -hmm. um we first of all, we wanna apologize to the people that came out to see us in Indianapolis, the weather. Uh, the flights, everything got delayed, and anybody who showed up, we truly and sincerely apologize for not being there. Stat, thank you for holding it down for us. I appreciate that, and we're going to make it up to you guys as soon as possible. Um, it was things that was beyond our control, and uh, we really can't talk about all of it, but I just want to give a sincere apology because I know it was snowing out there. It was freezing out there. The weather was really bad for you guys to show up for us. We really, really appreciate it. And we'll make it up to you guys very, very soon. But I just want to issue an apology on behalf of it is what it is and say that we're sorry and thank you guys for showing up uh, for us. And we'll make it up to you guys very soon. Mm -hmm. 
I agree. Yeah, most definitely. Um, okay. So last Thursday, the Bucks lost to the Grizzlies 113 to 110. After the game, Doc Rivers said, we had some guys here, some guys in Cabo. Do you feel like he threw the team under the bus? And then how do we feel about their loss in general? Well, to me, I think um, the 10 games is up. The 10 games is up. We said this when he first came aboard, just like with Tyrone Lou. And when people hear me speak, I want them to know I'm just – I'm just here to tell the truth. I'm not here to like pick a side on anything. I'm just here to give an honest observation. You know, like when I look at the Bucks, you that team has enough talent to win. They have enough talent to win right now. They don't need an extra year. And it's going to be on Doc to get that team to win. But it doesn't seem like he has the control yet. It doesn't seem like it. And I'm not sure if this type of... This type of um, accountability is going to work. Like Mark Jackson says, there's people that want to win, but they want to win at their own way or they something he said, but it was a really good statement. People want to win on their own terms. And when it comes to being champions, you got to win on a team's term. Like we have something we all need to do on a championship team. One person know they got to get eight rebounds. Another person know on that championship team, I got to get two blocks. Another person know I have to get um, three offensive rebounds. So when you really won on a high level, you can kind of write down exactly what it takes for this team to win. And they know what it takes. So when Dame comes on board, all he has to do is fill in that slot, pause that um, Malcolm Brogna and, and, um, and Holiday. Yeah. And Holiday had. And, and they'll be a championship team. The numbers don't lie, you know? And right now, it seems like they're having a, a challenging time to recreate that. I couldn't believe Doc coached an all-star game yesterday. I, I, I really didn't think he would show the fuck up. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, yo. I thought the nigga would say, nah, I can't do this. This nigga showed up and coached the all-star game yesterday. This man was announcing three weeks ago, B. That I really, I'm really truly in disgusted more than anything about that at the moment, because it's fresh. It just happened. But how is this man coaching the all-star game? First of all, he wasn't coaching three weeks ago. He has a three and seven record in his first 10 games at at uh and with the Bucks, with the Milwaukee Bucks franchise. And He's coaching the All-Star game and getting paid $40 million. Look, I don't know what this is about. You know, we we all, the NBA, what they do is they build stars up. Um, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Uh, he's trying to do it for Zion, but his, his injuries out, you know, outweighed Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. The NBA, big stars up, not franchises, really. And that's why we get so disappointed when certain players don't play because this has been advertised for us to see. Um, I don't know exactly how this is working as far as the coaching is concerned. Like, I know Doc Rivers is a big name in coaching, but why is he a big name? He won one championship. I really, I, I don't know. What I would say about the comment that we're talking about is this. We're in an era where, and Doc is kind of an older coach. He's been coaching for a long time. 
we're in an era where these players don't take well to comments like that. Half of us was in combo. Half of us was here. Like that's the old era where niggas yeah. could, could could take that. Where T Mac <laughs> Tracy McGrady may want to hear that, or Kevin Garnett, or or uh, Ray Allen may want to hear that. These young niggas don't want to hear that shit because yeah. the the nigga be like half of us was in combo. Half of us was here. Well, all of us was here three weeks ago, and you wasn't. Yeah. So. What are you talking about? The X's and O's ain't matching up. You got. I was looking at a clip the other day. This is Patrick Beverly's um, first game that he played with the Milwaukee Bucks. And during the very, very, very first timeout, mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly grabbed the clipboard and the marker and was doing X's <laughs> and O's showing Brooke Lopez <laughs> how to move on the shit with the X's and O's. Yeah. And Doc just looked over and was like, let me, let me get the clipboard real quick. But this is the shit that I'm talking about. You got Giannis, you got uh, Portis, uh, you know, Lopez brothers been around for a while. Damian Lillard been around forever. You know, him and Patrick Beverly don't even really fuck with each other. And this is what was coming in. Like, Doc Rivers has a job to do. You coached Patrick Beverly last year. We don't know if the team's going to consider this favoritism, how they're going to look at it. Because me, I'm just thinking to myself, if I'm a Milwaukee Bucks player and this happens, and Patrick Beverly been on the bench for six minutes, six minutes of his Bucks career, and he's grabbing the, the board and the marker to tell me what to do. <laughs> nah, bro. Both of y'all just got here, man. <laughs> Both of y'all niggas just got here. You've been here literally six minutes. No, I'm not exaggerating, bro. I'm talking about it was the first time out with him on the bench. Literally, you got the chart, you got the board and the marker telling Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez walked off. He walked off yeah. on Pat Bev. He just walked off on him. Um, I don't know where this is going. I agree with May stay out the talent to win right now. And it's not showing. This is not the production that Talu had with the Clippers when he said 10 games. And I don't think that this is a good sign saying that walking in the all-star break. Like I said before, this may linger for these young niggas. Who is he talking to? How much the cowboy nigga? Fuck it. Yo, Doc, we don't know you. They, they really don't know you from playing. They don't know you with the Hawks and the Knicks when you was a player. They know you as a coach. And they know you have the most 3-1 leads ever in playoff series and lost them. You have the record for that, Doc. That's your record. That's that's what you hold, pause. That's your record, my nigga. So um, I don't like the comment just because of the simple fact. If he was there all year, maybe. But for somebody to be there three weeks and make those comments, the new players, I don't think they have the mental capacity to take shit like that. And sometimes you have to find a new approach. I would say this, even though they're not winning and they're not uh, even in a playoff picture right now, uh, I think Pop accepted that once a person like Kawhi Leonard came around. Oh, these are mm-hmm. different type of kids. These are different type of players. I can't do talk to him the way I talked to Tim Duncan or the way I talked to Ginobili or Tony Parker. This nigga is about to be my franchise player. Let me take a different approach with him. And sometimes you have to change your personality to match your player's personality. 
Yeah. All good points. I do think the comment was super unnecessary and something that the team probably didn't want to hear. And everybody has to kind of just kumbaya after it because it was said and now it's out there. Um, but I mean, right now, obviously the Bucks are still the third seed, but just bringing Doc into the picture when they already had a good thing happening, it was just kind of like what I still don't understand the purpose and I don't understand when things are going to start clicking. It's like Cam said, the record is three and seven really shouldn't be, but I don't know. I don't know what they got going on. <laughs> okay. Moving along. Daryl Morey went star hunting and reportedly made calls for Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. And he also tried to reach out to the Lakers for LeBron James. How do you guys feel about Daryl Morey's efforts? Mm. That's, I mean, that's really good that he's, he's just about winning and, but I don't know how that's going to work out with the team. When people, when people don't feel like they're secure, they, they're going to do things that shows their insecurities. And that's not going to be well for a team, especially when you're trying to create a, um, a championship culture. That's going to be very counterproductive, especially with the pieces that they have, because most of those pieces are going to remain unless you plan on getting rid of all of them. It's kind of like a kamikaze suicide mission. Um, what I'll say is this about it is that I really believe he's trying to salvage the season with Joel and B being hurt and not sure if he's even going to come back this season. Um, that's my, that's my particular opinion. I don't know what seed Philadelphia was in. I believe it was second and third, um, when Joel and B got hurt right now, they fell to fifth. They're behind the Knicks, actually. And they're saying, what do we need to bring on to save this season? And make and hopefully hold on to a playoff spot. So if Joel Embiid does make it back this year, at least we're in the playoffs. Um, as far as the players he went after, uh, I, I heard a little bit about this. And everybody he went after, when they said, so, for instance, when he talking called Rob Palenka, who's the GM for the Los Angeles Lakers, when he called them and asked questions about LeBron James, and Rob Palenka was like, come on, get the fuck out of here. Matter of fact, you know what? You want to give us Joel Embiid? Oh, nah, never mind. Everybody he called said, are you willing to give up Joel Embiid? And he wasn't. So they was like, what the fuck are you calling us for? You calling us for franchise players that don't want to give up your franchise players. You're not making a lot of sense, my nigga. But mm -hmm. I understand where he's coming from. But when you're calling other teams trying to get franchise players and don't want to give up your franchise player, I don't know what the fuck you really think is going to happen. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody's listening to that conversation down, Maureen. Now, I respect it. It looks good and for the owners of the team. It looks like you're trying to bust moves and make shit happen. But look, it's not your fault. Joel Embiid got hurt. Tyrese Maxey is an all-star. Uh, are they going to make the playoffs without Joel Embiid? We have to see. You know, you still got Cleveland. You still got New York, who's looking good. Uh, Orlando fell, but they're still in the picture. Miami, we never count Miami out. <laughs> you yeah. understand? We're not even talking about uh, Boston, of course. Uh, it's it's going to be a close, close race. And Daryl Morey knows that, and he's trying to hold on to get in the playoffs to hopefully Joel Embiid coming back. Me, personally, 
if they're eight seed or something like that sneaking into the playoffs, Joel Embiid's career is bigger than just this season. He's not the youngest player in the NBA, but he's definitely not the oldest. He has a lot of time left. And I know he was having a tremendous year this year. He had 70 points earlier this year. Um, but I get it. But Dale Morley, you sound stupid to me. You sound like you're bugging. You don't want to give up Joel Embiid, but you're calling for Kevin Durant. You yeah. don't want to give up Joel Embiid, but you're calling for LeBron James. Bro, I'm not even a GM. You could get the fuck off my phone if I was one. I'm not giving up any of these franchise players, not only franchise players, these are people that put asses, paws in the seats. These people come to see these people play. It's about business as well because everybody knows they're not going to win a championship, but you still want to make a profit on your franchise at the end of the season. And giving up 200 draft picks for for LeBron James is not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. Right, y'all. So Clay Thompson came off the bench in the Warriors versus Jazz game for the first time since his rookie season. So March 11th, 2012. Were you guys surprised? And what do you think is next for Clay? Um, Clay is out of there. He's out of there. I mean, when you get to a place like we spoke about this last week, when you get to a place where you've been a superstar. And now they got to transition you to a different role. It's, it's very hard because you already got seniority. There's people that already look up to you. And even if you're trying to do it in a in a good fashion, it's just sometimes you don't you you just can't have the person there when you're trying to change the regime. It's like it's like a clearance cell, everything must go. It's not, you can't have a person around that's a part of the problem because problems are not solved on the same level they're created. So if this is the person that created these problems. They're, they're definitely not the solution for it. Um, what I'll say is this, is that this may have been a Ginobili moment for Clay Thompson. This may have been just with the doctor ordered. Um, I know it was against the Utah Jazz, so I'm not going to hype it up because it was the Jazz. But he had one of his best games of the season. The man had 35 points off the bench, shot 13 for 22. And I said, this looks like the old clay. This, this, this is 35 points, 13 for 22. He said, every shot that's open, I said, oh, Maybe we need to put his ass on the bench and get the Clay Thompson that we've been looking for for the last five, six months. Because to me, this was, I don't know, I'm not going to say every game, but this is the best statistical game Clay Thompson has had this year. He shot over 50% from the field, 35 points, uh, key shot after key shot. And I said, sometimes it takes that to um, say, oh, these niggas think I'm a bum. Or maybe it's a, I don't know his mental where he's at with coming off the bench, but obviously he was open to it. Or maybe he may be like, oh, niggas think I ain't shit. Bet. Say no more. But yeah. but at the end of the day, this may have been a Manu Ginobili moment for people that's too young to understand 
Manu Ginobili was a key part of the San Antonio Spurs success and championships. And he was good enough to be a starter. But he sacrificed kind of like Russell Westbrook did to come off the bench mm-hmm. to win the championships that they did. And I'm not sure if this is the same scenario for Clay Thompson. And like I said, this isn't really a good sample size because it was the Utah Jazz. They did only win by three points, but they scored 140 points. Clay Thompson, 13 for 22 from the field, 35 points. I'm looking forward to see how this works moving forward in the second half of the season. I would really like to see how this works out for Clay Thompson. Okay. And then hypothetically speaking, before we move subjects, what do you guys think would have happened if he didn't perform well? Because yes, he I know we said like, okay, it was the jazz, but if he didn't play well, what do you think would have happened? Yeah, that's kind of what I was leaning towards. If yes, he had 35, but what happens the first game he comes off the bench and has six? Or uh, where what are you now gonna do with him? And this only works if he continues to have those kind of breakout games to to Cam's credit. But if they if he keep doing well, then it look like this is just an adjustment we need to make until somebody until it's time to get paid. Because when it's time to get paid, you don't want to get bench money. You want to get superstar money. So that's where that might come in to be a problem. Yeah, I agree. We got to see. We got to see. It's too early to tell. Um, I don't know. Like you said, the man came off the bench in 12, 13 years. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But it's too early to tell. I'm just kind of happy for him that he found the rhythm and he had a good game because – I am a Clay Thompson fan, but you're absolutely right. We have to see what happens moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right. I think really my last thing I'll say about this is that, and I don't know if it's too late in his career to to do this because um, Clay's in his 30s. He had a spectacular career moving forward, mm-hmm. but he really needs to work on ball handling and yeah. getting, niggas, getting niggas off on pause when they're on him. He has one of the quickest releases pause in the NBA has ever seen. You know, he had 70 points with 11 dribbles. That means when he had the 70 points in three quarters, he only dribbled a total of 11 times that whole game. But because he catches and shoots so well. But when you can't move as fast as you used to, you need to create space. And to me, he's never improved his ball handling skills. He's never improved... Uh, two or three moves to get somebody off of him when he needs to get somebody off of him. His dribble is very, very basic to say the least, to say the most actually, pardon me. And during the summer, I know you need to work on your shooting because that's what they pay you for, but you need to learn how to get a nigga off me. Like, I'm in my late 40s. I could get a nigga off me, pause today. Nigga comes and runs up on me. I'm getting you, I'm, get, I'm going to create space to get a shot, minimum. I'm yeah. going to get you off me minimal. Okay. Well, speaking of Clay's job security, Charles Barkley said, y'all can make fun of the NASA's. That guy's got better job security than a Supreme Court justice. What do you guys think about his comment? See, this is one of those things where, where you're telling the truth and it's sad that we're in a society where people just don't like the truth. This is this is the truth. Like he he's not going nowhere. It doesn't matter how we feel about it. 
It doesn't matter what the box score says. When he moves, Giannis moves. That's all you got to remember. Just keep that in your Rolodex and understand that the day that you move his brother, whoever moves him, if you want to know if Doc got control of the team, ask Doc to move his brother. If Doc move his brother, he will find out that he doesn't have the control he thought he had because they're packaged up. Yeah, man. Um, everybody been saying it. it's a big deal because Charles Barkley said it. Like, everybody been saying this shit. It's not nothing new, you know. Um, and I'm I'm not knocking Giannis. You know what I'm saying? Or his brother. Yeah. If you can get away with it, get away with it, you know? Yeah. Um, and if his brother could halfway play, we developing other niggas' pause. Develop my brother. Yeah. And and we know when it comes to the playoffs, the lineup shrink. We play seven, maybe eight players during the playoffs. Anyway. The mother four, the mother four roster spots in case of emergency. Somebody gets injured. Somebody's in foul trouble. You need to commit some fouls on certain people. A hacker shack situation. It shrinks down. If we look at the championship last year, as good as a player as Reggie Jackson is. He got no playing time, zero. It was Jamal Murray and Bruce Brown in the guard position. And Reggie Jackson's a great NBA player, outstanding if you ask me. But when the playoffs come, the lineup shrinks down. And if Giannis may be aware that somebody who won a championship, he's saying, look, you ain't going to say and tell me my brother can't be 9 through 12. Yeah. And we we know we doing nine through twelve. He he can be eleven. Yeah, there's no reason he can't be eleven. So, it, I think this this ain't really news. I think people are saying this because Charles Barkley is a voice that people are used to, or people respect, or people always you know watch this show. This show's very entertaining. But duh, everybody's been saying this. This ain't new, yeah. yo. It's just that Charles Barkley said it now, so now niggas like. Oh, Charles Barkley said, everybody knows this, you know. It's not a secret. I don't really have too much to say about it because everybody knows this. And let's and and to Cam's point, let's even add another texture to that pause. When you think about it, when you're in these companies or corporations or let's say NBA team, people always saying, We're a family, we're a family, we're a family. So if we're a family, Put my brother on the team. This is is is, is that simple. If we have family, because that's what you're telling me when it's time to stay in Milwaukee. If I'm Giannis, you're telling me his family. So I'm saying this in agreement with his brother should be on the team. That according to what Cam said, if those are the spots and you're not really gonna be playing anyway, they could have gave me a 10-day contract. Yeah, and to be honest with you. It's just more because it's his blood brother. Yeah. It's been several times where people hire friends or get friends jobs or 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 mothers uh management, momagers, yeah. and and so on and so forth. It's it's because it's his blood brother. We talked about how Michael Jordan had Patrick Ewan um coaching or assistant coaching. Pardon me, the Charlotte Hornets at one time. 
No, and his credentials didn't call for that. <laughs> but that's his man. <laughs> so he gave him the job. It's a lot of times, and, and I, I can't sit here, and, and, and I'm probably think of a list where how many times a nigga got hired and then not just NBA or any situation, because that's your man. Yeah. <laughs> not give him the job. That's my nigga. Give him a shot. So that's his blood, brother. And you got to realize they're not from this country. And Giannis is very, very, I don't want to use the word stubborn, but in his own world. When I say that, meaning that they invite him to come play in the summertime, the Kevin Durant's, the LeBron James, and all Carmelo Anthony's, when they all go play in the summertime and play with each other and get better. Giannis never goes. He says he doesn't want to go play with them in the summertime. He says he's cool. I don't have to be there to get better, to play with these guys. Secondly, he's not from America. He's been in Milwaukee his whole career. So it isn't like he's impressed by, not saying he doesn't go there in his off time or in the off season anywhere else, but it isn't like he lived in Miami or lived in Los Angeles or lived in New York. He's from Greece. He's in a new country. I need my man with me. It's that simple. My man, my man got to be here. <laughs> <laughs> my main man. <laughs> my, my main man got to be here, yo. <laughs> Honestly, if anybody could do it, they would do it too. So I yeah. can't even. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. We're going to go to break. And when we return, we will talk about the celebrity all star game. Don't go anywhere. our underdog fantasy picks of the day on thursday the magic will play the Cavs. donovan mitchell's at six and a half first quarter points so cam higher or lower i'm, I'm gonna go higher okay mace your answer stance yeah All okay right. evan mobley again 14 and a half points higher or lower cam again lower okay and then mace yeah, lower lower and then for the Magic, Paulo Bancaro is at 32 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Higher or lower, Mace? Points, rebounds, and assists. 32? Higher. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go higher as well. Okay. Download the Underdog Fantasy app and you can make your picks too. So we know that All-Star Weekend just passed. And in the Celebrity All-Star Game, Team Shannon beat Team Stephen A, 100-91. Micah Parsons scored 37 points and 16 rebounds and one MVP. Did mm. you guys watch the game? What did you guys think about it? What is you guys' thoughts surrounding the whole Celebrity All-Star game? I didn't watch it because I thought Killer was playing. 
and they ain't play. So the once the killer wasn't playing, and then Chris Brown wasn't playing, you know, I was watching it for niggas like that, you know. I saw one um thing where it ain't pass on Kai Kai the ball. I was like, that was me and Killer. That's exactly how I felt when the nigga didn't get the ball. I said, so Kai, wherever you're at, that's exactly how I felt when you go watch Killer season. That's exactly how I felt. <laughs> what what do I gotta do, bro? <laughs> What I gotta do to move on? <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> what do I? What do I gotta do? Gotta, it was yo, just content, killer. It was this, just content. This is literally yo, 32 years old. Yo, killer, real, it was this just is 32 content, years old. No, no, because it comes up once a month. It's not just content. <laughs> it's not. Every time, see, y'all don't even see all the times this gets mentioned when nobody's around. We do business deals and stuff like that. It makes us see when you pass me the ball, we win. It's got nothing to do with basketball. It'll be stuff that has nothing to do with basketball. See, when you pass, we, we in business meetings and they go well. And he says, see, when you pass me the ball, what, what do I got to do, man? I, it's, we can't go back to the garden. Yo, 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 yo publicly, I forgive you, my nigga. I'm, it's water listen, under the bridge now. It's no, listen, listen, I understand you forgiving me, <laughs> but not, I just want to know why this is mentioned at least once a month. People don't see it when this gets mentioned. But I'll say it's this. No, I every know. time, killer, every time something happened, niggas hit me on the gram like, yo, see, the way this nigga Kai was right there, that's how you was, murder. They, right, they, so they, Kai, they, they lure Kai, me in. Was Kai, was, was, was Kai on the same team as Michael Parsons? Because I didn't see it. Or they was on different teams? I'm not sure. He was just like this. He was holding under the basket. Niggas was like, oh. yo, murder, this is you right there. You know, nigga. <laughs> niggas Graham put me league. against niggas. Like, so I got to yeah, see I, off yo, the I ain't not going to put I, you I, against niggas. Not, not, I ain't mad. I ain't mad. I'm just, like, I'm yo, just murder, this, if this is, if this is you <laughs> in the game, <laughs> it triggered me. Pause. Yeah. I ain't mad, yo. Listen, you can bring it up. I was just wondering. You bring it whatever you want. I was just wondering if what, what is it something that I need to do that I haven't done yet. <laughs> I saw. I was just wondering. I'm not mad. I was just wondering. Is there anything in particular you? I just you said want? it because it was content. It was just. Is is no listen, yo Mace, yo Mace. Yeah. Now, this is going to be said again. <laughs> I, I can bet your bottom dollar this will be brought up no, it's again. It's not going to be said again. That was the last time I brought it up because now Kai. I make. Let's make a bet. Let's make a bet before the. Let's make. Let's make a bet before the year is over. A hundred dollars that this will be brought up again. <laughs> let's make a bet. Cause that, you're forgetting. That. <laughs> this is, you're forgetting, mate. <laughs> it may it'll come back. 
Were they on the same team as Micah Parsons? Yeah, he was on the same team as Micah. But I do want to add, Mace, I don't know what your stats were in the game with Cam, but Kai had five minutes, four points, and only ran nine miles. That was his stat line. So I don't but know. If the reason, the reason I asked this question, the reason, the reason I asked this question is because I was Micah Parsons, thirty-seven. <laughs> 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 if, you, if you hot, you hot, man. I was Michael Parsons. You're right. I'm, you had to, I'm on, I'm you, on fire. you had to shoot it. You had to shoot it. Looking in hindsight, you nah, had to shoot nah, it. Nah, if you so it and it goes out of bounds, then you gonna, we gonna say, nigga, you should have shot it. I would have got up. If that, oh look, if the shot don't go in, the blame's on me. No matter what, I missed the shot. I passed the ball. I shouldn't have passed. I was willing to take that in 10th grade. I'm cool with that. It was like, we had a rough season. We had a crackhead coach. We had a coach that was fucking a bitch on the team. The <laughs> the, the guidance counselor, the 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 the, uh, the athletic director, he took the team over. We got a coach coaching from the, the stands. It was a mess. It, mm. was a, it was a mess. So for, for us to lose by one point with all that, all that shit going on is cool. Back to the All-Star game, I ain't watch that shit, man. I don't, look, I, they called me to do that shit. I, I had other prior obligations to not let me get in shape that I needed to be in to run uh, 40 minutes, however long the All-Star game was. I would have loved to play, but I'm nowhere in full-court shape to play 48 minutes. I appreciate the offer, but no, I didn't watch it. Look, uh, I, I watched probably when Quavo played uh, – Kevin yeah. Hart, I watched I watched that. That was entertaining. Not because it's back. Yeah, J. Cole, not because he was a good player, because he's entertaining. I don't know who the like when you said I, I don't not if I'm not gonna disrespect nobody, because I don't want to say and say I don't know who niggas is. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to say and act like I know I don't know who niggas is and who niggas are and all this that and the third. What I will say is this. To me, the most entertaining shit of the whole week, in my personal opinion, for me, we and I don't know what to do to fix it because All Star Weekend been slacking for years, yeah. for years. The whole weekend as a total, it's just been slacking event wise. Uh, yeah, they gotta let but, us coach because we picked the right people. Right, there's no reason that Gilly shouldn't been playing in the All Star game yeah. in the in the celebrity All Star game. It's no reason in the world that man got MVP in the. Um, big three MVP back to back. Um, so I didn't watch it the, for the whole weekend. I'll say this: the dunk contest was trash. That shit was trash, dumb whack. Um, the rookie sophomore G League game that was kind of entertaining. That was pretty cool. But I say this for me, and, and the All Star game totally was whack too. Nobody plays defense. No, they niggas had 206 points. Come on, man. It was 206 points. What are we doing? What are we doing? Like, come on, that shit was trash. The best part of All-Star Weekend for Cameron Giles was watching Steph Curry against the girl for the three-point. Yeah, that was uh, the thing. Because, and, I, and I'm not being uh, sexist, or anything like that, but that was like, damn, we can't let these females beat us, man. <laughs> this shit gonna be crazy if these girls win, man. 
And Steph Curry knew that. <laughs> he, he, he knew that. And the reason why I like uh I'm so mad I can't think of her name from the Liberty right now. But yeah, the reason I liked her is because uh first of all, she shot sensational. See, yeah. her points were equal to the winners of the dunk contest. She had 26 points. I mean, pardon me, the men's three-point contest. She had 26 points. Damian Lillard had 26 points uh, in a regular three-point contest. And uh, she, she shot sensational. The reason I was going to say I liked her because when they did the interview afterwards, you could see in her face the upsetness as much as she tried to keep it together. Yeah, you can see that she, 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 yeah, yeah, you can see her <laughs> face and she, she hit you with the joint. She hit you with the joint with one of these joints. She hit you with the, I just want to let women know you could be anything you want to be out there in the world. <laughs> Nobody can't tell you that you can't do this and you can't do that. And you're, and us as women, we could do everything. We know, we know, we know, we know. We, look, as a woman vice president, we already know. Niggas yeah. is waiting for Joe Biden to fall off the chair. So, so there'll be a black woman president right now. God forbid, I don't want nothing to happen to nobody. But something happened to Joe Biden tonight. It's a black woman president. The country will lose their motherfucking mind. We already know that women can be anything that they want to be. But that was the speech she gave because if you watch it, if anybody wants to go back and watch after that three-point contest between her and Steph Curry, she couldn't even control the, her. looked like she was biting her teeth. <laughs> and you try and talk, she was that mad. But I like that she has that competitive instinct inside. And it goes to show that women are just as competitive as men. But Steph Curry said, not on my watch. Yeah. Not on my watch. This will not happen here. And it won't happen tonight. But it was a good, you know, you, you did you did what you did do, Steph. Yeah, no, Steph Curry hit over one of those two. Yeah, our women are really out here stepping up, doing what they have to do out here. And it just goes to show. Steph, if it was like that, you would have let her win. Nah, you wasn't having it. You wasn't having it. And uh, it was good to watch. But that was my favorite thing from All-Star Weekend this weekend. Yeah, I agree. Um, this was actually my first all-star, so I went to every single game. Shout out to Sabrina, too, because she also changed from shooting from the WNBA three-point line to the NBA three-point line because the thing is, is if she would have shot from the WNBA line and beat him in points, people would have already kind of tried to minimize her points while being like, well, she shot from the WNBA line, so it doesn't really count. So respect to her for even like doing that because she didn't have to, but she did. Um, but obviously, no, no, let's say, let's say that around. I like that. That's a good point that she went further. She went further back. I didn't know that. That was great to know. Yeah. But, she was like, you gotta be the same level. Yeah. No, I like that a hundred percent. But what I will say is this, when you was about to say she didn't have to do it, Steph didn't have to do it. <laughs> this was a step for her. Steph is the one who really didn't have to do it. Like, cause look. He's in a no-win situation if you're Steph Curry. Because, look, he's considered the greatest shooter ever, not not just now, ever considered the best shooter. And then if you lose to a girl, it's like, oh, you lost to the girl. And now they now this starts. Same thing we talked about Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy. Don't let this conversation start. 
<laughs> he's the best shooter in the whole world. That this all all that starts. So I get what you're saying, Stat, and I'm and you're 100 percent right. But that's more of a she she's in a in a win-win situation too. She lost to Steph Curry. It ain't like she lost the the uh what's my nigga name um with the blonde hair with the wizards who go out with the joint. <laughs> A, a random and yeah, it ain't like she lost to Cal Kuzma. She she lost to the best shooter ever. So and she she didn't lose by a lot. She lost by three. It was very good. But I get what you saying. She didn't have to do it. But it's a bigger. If we talking risk wise, it's a bigger risk for Steph Curry. If we if we talking risk, yeah. Now you're definitely right. But I mean, shout out to both of them. They did something right. that hasn't been done bringing more attention to women's sports, which is what we want to see more. So it was tough. Hopefully true. they can very, continue very true. like that. Yeah. And then the three-point contest just in general, I don't know. The energy is a lot. I mean, like I said, I know it's my first one, but the energy is very different. People definitely just aren't as excited to watch the games. And to be honest, I see why. It's just not as exciting as it could have been. Um, energy. And like Indiana is like a cool spot. It's a sports city, but snowing and the cold it's just a lot going on at once so i don't know the energy's not there and hopefully we can get it there but shout out to sabrina and steph because they honestly saved like you said most of the weekend so yeah also on the topic of the all-star game the celebrity all-star game chris brown and mace mentioned it a bit earlier said he was invited to play in the game then was uninvited because sponsors and he specifically called out ruffles didn't want to work with him so how do you feel about the situation do you feel like that's unfair what are you guys' views on this when you say uninvite is it like mm -hmm. like you text and then you edit the text or is it like a letter that went out i guess a letter that went out he was originally invited to play and then they uninvited him oh so they sent him a new letter to say you're no longer needed or something like that yeah we chose to go in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah, he said, I was asked by the NBA to play in the All-Star game this year, only for them to call later and say they couldn't do it because of their sponsors like Ruffles. At this point, I'm sick of people bothering me and I'm tired of living in the past. And then he had a whole rant. They said they couldn't do it because of what? Sponsors like Ruffles. Because of the past things that he's done? Yeah. Ruffles didn't want to work with him. Goodness. I mean... You don't make light of this is this is one of those situations where I'm not I'm 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 going to say what I'm going to say because I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Um, there's times when when you do things that. Um, and Chris Brown is phenomenal, a phenomenal artist like he's he's like one of my all time people pause to watch perform in that in that case so i have the utmost respect for him as a talent but when it comes to the things that he did you know when it comes to ruffles i don't think people should hold on to that because it happened at such a young age but i do want to give light to the fact that sometimes you could do stuff that people actually never get old over that's a real thing. It's called unforgiveness, you know, and I feel like I'm I'm definitely um the person that could say this for years, like being in hip hop or just walking away from hip hop. There's certain things I went through just because I made that decision. 
but nobody made that decision for me. I made that decision. And because I made that decision, it altered a whole part of my life. Good thing that things went well, but it did alter my life forever. It didn't just do it for that time. And just like he did that when he was young, I left music when I was young. But it's still, if I see certain people, they treat me the same way based upon that decision way back then. You get what I'm saying? And that's what I'm speaking to. So just like there should be grace for Chris, there be, should be grace for me. There should be grace for a lot of people, but that's not really how the world works. How people talk about you and when you're present, it's not the same the way they talk when you're not present. And that's just something he's going to have to live with. And I, you know, prayers go up for him for that because I understand that, especially being a person that go through similar things, you know? Yeah. Um, that was great. What you just said, great way to put it together. What I'll say is this, um, Ruffles put out a statement and said, we didn't say shit. Ruffles put out a statement and said, yo, nah, 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 nah. Don't throw us under the bus. I believe Ruffles because Ruffles put out the statement and said, this is a lie. This is not true. And whoever's creating this false narrative that don't want Chris Brown at the All-Star game, don't throw us under the bus and act like it was us because we didn't. And the reason I believe Russell's is because when I was going through the blogs today, they're in every comment. They're in the shade room comment. They are Hollywood Unlocked comment. They in Baller Alert comment. Not just statement. Underneath, in the comment section, talking about, we found out when y'all found out. This was not us. So what I take from that is, from from, and they was very adamant about it. You know, usually I wouldn't, take a corporation side, but I didn't even know Ruffles had a page like that. Ruffles was, yeah, they Ruffles was in the big, right Ruffles, Ruffles, I'm sitting here looking because I screenshot some of the notes. Ruffles is in every comment. And what I believe happened was this, and I have zero fact behind it, but it's really not that hard to tell, is that somebody invited Chris Brown to the All-Star game. Somebody from the NBA or higher beings or so on and so forth said, we may not want that at the NBA game, all-star game because of his past. Let's throw Ruffles under the bus, not knowing Chris Brown was going to make a scene about it. <laughs> That's one of them joints, yo, Ruffles don't want you to come. They didn't think Chris Brown was going to go public with it and be like, fuck Ruffles. Fuck this, y'all calling me, y'all want to fuck with me, this, that, and the third. Ruffles like, hold on. Hold the fuck on. I never said shit about you not coming to All-Star game. And now it seems like it's a Chris Brown against Ruffles situation when I believe, I totally believe Ruffles. I believe it was somebody in the NBA corporate office and said, yo, we can't have Chris here. You know the, nobody, and Rihanna, you know shit got crazy, you know, the nigga been on the pills. You know, he been in jail. Blah, blah. Nah, but it's not a good look. Let's, let's wait and see. Let's just say Ruffles did it. And the way Ruffles defended themselves, I'm I'm totally believing them because they wasn't letting up. They was they was not letting up. No, no, all day. No. Who I need to who we need to speak to. Like I said, I followed Ruffles today behind the shit that they was doing. I was like, yeah, them niggas are standing strong. So um 
I think this is something in the NBA office. Who it is realistically, we're never going to find out because nobody wants to say it was them. So we'll never really know. But I don't think that Chris Brown's issue should be with Ruffles. I think it's a decision that was made. They blamed it on one of their sponsors, not knowing it was going to get public. And once it got public, they got to the point where we're at now. But I totally think that Ruffles did not say they didn't want Chris Brown in the game. I believe Ruffles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if that's true. Because like I always say, a lot of the things that y'all be saying be the truth. But yeah, we Chris, just- hold your head, man. Hold your head, Chris. Yeah. Okay. And then lastly, before we wrap, Usher was paid reportedly $671 for the Super Bowl halftime performance, but made around $52.5 million in exposure. One, I want to know you guys' thoughts on that amount, that dollar amount being how much people are getting paid for the Super Bowl. Do you think that's fair? And do, or do you think it's not regardless of the money that he gets after the fact from exposure? What do you guys think? If he made fifty-two million with the exposure, then it really don't matter what they paid him to perform. In my eyesight, from my vantage point, because that's the ultimate goal to to scale up whatever you got. So I think that that was a good, a good, probably a good payday for him, especially if it happened in in a quick time that the Super Bowl happened. I don't need to know what 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 exposure means in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> that might be like that nigga give you stock and that stock ain't worth anything, y'all. Nigga, I'm giving you a thousand shares. Like what? Twenty grand, man. Yeah, yeah. What what is exposure, yo? I don't. And like I said, I, I understand. I, I read the question when we when we was briefed about it before the show, and I really don't know what exposure is. Like, yeah. I, I what is exposure? I need more context on what exposure is because yes, yeah, you know, you, up. I was trying to flow with them. <laughs> you know what? Because you know why? I you know what's crazy? We we had this. I swear to God. Reason the crib, shout out to my man Larry, uh, Tito, Bezo. We was in the crib watching the halftime show, and niggas was like, Yo, you think I should get paid? And I said to myself, and look, this was us clear and everything. I said, Yeah, he getting paid. It's a budget for the halftime show for the Super Bowl. It has to be a budget. And so I was sitting there, they was asking how much can you think you got paid? I said, maybe a million, you know, because they're sitting there and think he paid for his own second thing. I said, There's no way he could pay for this, man. This has to be part of the budget because there's, you know, they've asked the questions and we're all learning as we go along. But want to know how much just the actual set, the dances, the outfits, the court, the choreography. It's a lot that went into that. And that alone may have cost $5 million for everything to get everything done just for a show like that. And I'm just guessing. So when they asked me about it, I said, maybe you got $2 million, $3 million, but it has to be a budget for entertainment at the Super Bowl. Now, this is the question, Murder. And I'm asking you this. And I'm it's layers of this question. So don't I'll answer. The, the, no, it's layers of this. So just answer one question at a time. Let's do one thing at a time. One thing at a time. Just don't get too deep because pause. I know that you will. Let's do this. 
how much is the halftime Super Bowl budget in your brain? Because I don't know. I'm just getting this is all hypothetical. What is what it you for okay, it's the Super Bowl, the biggest sport in America, one of the best, you know, halftime shows ever. You know, I just sat there, no disrespect. I love, the love Jennifer. Thing. I, the entire I, yeah, I'm just saying, I love Jennifer Hudson. No disrespect. I love her, but I did not just like the halftime show at the All-Star game. I didn't like it at all. Super Bowl halftime show is something special. And no, and that's no disrespect to uh, Jennifer Hudson. I think she's a great talent. I'm just saying it threw my vibe off a little. Back to Mace. What is your? What do you think the budget is for the halftime show of the Super Bowl? That's that's one question. Like, just give me a number. You ain't got to get in detail. What do you think the budget is? Trucks, lights, everything, or just uh, the performer? When when we sit there, okay, me and you, me and you, yeah, we run the entertainment department for the Super Bowl. The NFL says, "Here is your budget for the halftime show." What is that? When I'm, I'm not getting in the trucks, I'm not getting in the outfits, I'm not getting coordination. I'm talking about when the NFL hands you over the budget, what is the dollar amount you think the NFL is giving for a halftime show? I mean, with my with my brain, I would I would definitely be looking at uh anywhere from 75 to 100 million? Yeah. For the halftime show. That's what you say. I'm not I'm not, I don't I don't know. I'm just asking. Personally. I was I would say me personally, I would say Ten million, just per, just guessing, just guessing. I don't know, because I'm looking at everything. You got to realize you might get a lot of that shit for free, because people want to be part of. Look, I should took six hundred six hundred seventy one off. More of the story is, I mean, not more of the story. The next question. I'm sorry. Now, me and you, murder. The check them, not what the niggas get. What what was actually allocated. That's where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Bro. How much? How much? <laughs> if the budget is seventy-five million, yeah. how much are you giving the entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> they got about they got, they got about ten to work with. So, <laughs> so, so basically, what you're saying is this. I'm saying that's what normally happens. Nigga get a budget for 75 and give them 10 because they, they don't know. They So you you're know. saying that the people responsible pocket is 65 million? 50. That's all I want to know. <laughs> that's it. So entertainment gets 10. Entertainment gets 10. Yeah, and the lights, we're gonna put 10, we're gonna put 10 into the lights, we're gonna pause, blow it out. We're gonna <laughs> do the bells and whistles. We're gonna we're gonna put skates, skates you never seen. We're gonna get off-white to do your outfit. We're gonna get um Doce to do your skates. Um JD gonna get his Louis Vuitton socks. Every, matter of fact, everybody get Louis Vuitton socks, you know. <laughs> Gift bags for everybody, killer. You know, but you go home with fifty. That's 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 capitalism. That's not me. That's capitalism. No, I'm just I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm that's just asking. capitalism. I didn't make that's this it. country. I didn't make this country. I'm just asking. Does that sound like you want to add something because you have some information? 
Yeah, you brought up really good points. So I did obviously do some of the research. So usually it can go up to 10 million, but a lot of artists end up spending their own money. So the weekend at one point had put in 7 million of his own money for the halftime performance. So I don't know if that changes. Oh, so I was guys. right. About 20 gets spent on it. And then the other monies, because it's always killer. I mean, we know business. It's never the number that was put on the paper. That's what they saw, and that's what they was talking about. You know what I'm saying? What the the real number happened before it got put in paperwork. I mean, that's just how it goes. I, I'm just asking a question. I, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just asking a question. That's why. Yeah, but the extra the bells and whistles, extra bells and whistles. You want balloons? You want confetti, nigga? You want to do it? Like real big, nigga. Like nobody ever did it. Like and you know, that's a that's a great point too, Stat, because Larry was actually asking, do they put up their own money in them? And I told the nigga, it's no way. And I'm like, nah, nigga, come on, bro. You want me to go in my pocket for the Super Bowl? But that's a great that's great to know because some people may want it to look bigger, pause or what it is, and get. 50 million in exposure, whatever that means. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know what exposure means in this particular scenario of uh, what we're talking about. 58 million in exposure. What, did that go directly in the bank? That's what I would like to know. No, that's the thing that's iffy about it. Cause it's like, yeah, their streaming sales go up and in Usher's case, obviously he's going on tour. So some people might've seen the halftime performance, obviously, and they're like, yeah, we want to go get Usher tickets. So like that's reported money that he should get. But yeah, nothing is really pocketed. It's weird. If it ain't in the bank, it don't count to me. Yeah. Fair point. All right, y'all. Well, so last thing, you last thing, last thing. So murder, you saying the powers that be took 50 million. I'm saying if, I mean, if they, if there's, if there is, if there is shrewd and as savvy as I think they are, of course they got about 50, 40. Yeah. All right. It's called capitalism. Just action. Like you ain't saying nothing wrong, just action. Okay, y'all. In the comments, let us know what you guys think about the dollar amount. Usher reportedly got from the halftime performance. But that is all the time we have for today. Thanks for watching. And as always, it is what it is. Uh, Suicide. 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 Suicide.